Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. All right, everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Gavin. And Corey. And today we have a very special guest. We have an extremely talented actor and voice actor, actor Mr. Phil Lamar. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Uh, pretty good. We're great. Good. Now, you guys may Excellent. know uh, some of Phil's work. Um, he's been in uh, some uh, live action stuff, like our, my favorite roles, probably the UPS guy in Matt, on Matt TV. Yeah. And then he Hilarious. was uh, Marvin in oh. Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so sorry about what happened in the back of that car. Nah, I got better. <laughs> I got better. Uh, and then he's, <laughs> and then he's also uh, voiced uh, like personally some of my favorite characters. He was uh, Hermes Comrade in Futurama. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Ollie Williams in Family Guy. John Stewart in Justice League, and of course Samurai Jack in the Samurai aptly Jack. named <laughs> Samurai Jack. That would be yes. weird if it was called something else. Exactly, you're right. Samurai Jack, and it's uh, Ninja One Fu. No, I, wow, that's words that just don't work. <laughs> Ninja One Fu. I, I... <laughs> Ninja <laughs> One Fu. I think we could sell that. Yeah, that's, oh, I wanna... <laughs> that's a legitimate title right there. Ninja One Fu. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't even think we need a Absolutely. we need a premise. We just have that title. <laughs> just go exactly. with Ninja One Fu. Perfect. Just make so, some make some uh, t-shirts. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so yeah your your film and tv career goes um back you know 30 years and you know you've done a little bit of everything all the way from animation to live action to improv comedy to um video games even yeah so you know our show is mostly about animation obviously mm-hmm. so how did you get into animation and voice acting well it's funny because i mean my very first job, I grew up here in L.A. Um, and just randomly wound up as a <clears throat> in high school getting a job working on a cartoon, um, the Mr. T cartoon. It was uh, back in oh, the yeah. 80s. And um, so cool. it was a com- company called Ruby Spears, which was like the poor man's Hanna-Barbera. Um, and... <laughs> You know, I spent three summers uh, doing voices for that show. And, I mean, when I was young and starting out, I mean, people say, how did you get into voice acting? You know, it's like, that wasn't a thing. Like, right. <laughs> voice acting in and of itself, you know, was not an industry or a j- job. It, you know, it was what Mel Blank did, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, the same way that sort of like, you know, nobody goes to Bill Gates and is like, how did you get into being the head of Microsoft? Like, there were so <laughs> few people doing that thing 
you know, I mean, now I guess that's sort of is like, how do you get to be an internet billionaire? That's now it's a thing. When he started out, it wasn't a right. thing. It's like, well, you know, Gates, right. Zuckerberg. There's a bunch of guys who are internet billionaires. Um, same thing. <laughs> same thing with voiceover. Back then, it was a thing that a handful of people did. Most of them, you didn't know their names, and most of them, to this day, we still don't know what they look like. Like Dawes mm-hmm. Butler, who was, you know, the king of those Hanna Barbera shows. Could you pick his picture out of a lineup? I couldn't. You know, um, I could. Right. Uh, We do know Mel Blanc because he is, you know, the God. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the Moses who who brought the voice tablets down from on high. Uh, um, (laughs) But I mean, I had that job and then I went away to college and then afterwards came back home to L.A. to pursue acting. And the traditional route was on camera, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. what I did. And it wasn't until we started doing uh, claymation pieces on mad tv that it really occurred to me hmm maybe i should look back into animation um and i got lucky i hooked up with uh, a, a young agent who was starting his career at the same time he was starting mine and um and i got some good opportunities and it's this was the early late nineties, early two thousands. And I don't think that there was any sort of industry shift at that time. Um, because there was one in the early nineties where cable exploded in terms of animation. And Mm -hmm. you went from enough animation for, you know, Don Messick, Dawes Butler and Mel Blanc to do all of, I mean, before they did everything, right? You know, because there were there were only so many shows. You know, maybe a couple of the filmation shows, which I think were all done by the same guy. Um, but then cable hit, and there was a much bigger need. There were a lot more cartoons, you know, Nickelodeon and, and all of that stuff. And that's when you had Rob Paulson and and Maurice and Jeff Bennett and Billy West and those guys all sort of came into the bo world you know all around the same time um and you know we we those of us in vo sort of look at it like you know there are classes because it seems that way there is a a group that comes in at around the same time um oh right you know like i think in my my class was like kevin michael richardson me um who else um well, Jason Marsden, um, Tara Strong, Great Lyle, you know, was Tom, no, Tom Kenny was already Last. there. Yeah. You know, so it's weird because there are people that you start seeing at all of the same jobs and then you sort of keep mm-hmm. seeing. And then in a few more years, you start seeing other people, you know, like there's this class of Eric Bowes, uh, Kari Walgren, Kari Payton, you know those those group of you know just extraordinary talents and it's it's really interesting to to see it now from a little perspective like oh there is a voiceover industry and there is you know a group of performers at each you know sort of time level Um, but when it's all said and done the great thing about it is 
everybody sort of sticks around. It's a job that you can do for a long time. So I get to work with, you know, Bowza, and I also get to work with, you know, Frank Welker, you know, because everybody's all doing it at the second time. Right. That's incredible. So, um, you know, we know that you went to school uh, for acting and came out. And like you said, you kind of went for the on-screen stuff first. Mm -hmm. And you've had a really mixed career of, you know, on-screen and, you know, voice acting. Right. Do you have a pref- do you have a preference? Do you prefer to be on screen or on stage and, and being seen, or do you like kind of some of the freedom that comes with voice acting? Well, actually, you know, you know what's funny is the medium is not really the difference as much as the quality. Okay, there's more difference between. Samurai Jack and I don't know, like pound puppies than there is between (laughs) Samurai Jack and Pulp Fiction. Like the experience of working, the experience of working with a really amazing creator with a vision, you know, who is collaborative and open, but also just taking things creatively to, you know, an amazing level. That's Mm -hmm. the same whether you're on stage, on mic, or on camera, you know? And That's the bad and the bad things, they're all bad in different ways, but they're all they're all you know, doing a really crappy movie, a really crappy cartoon, it's all just work. You know, both working <laughs> with but when something is great, you know, a great script, you know, talented creators, then it's joy, you know, regardless of mm-hmm. where you're doing it. Mm-hmm. All right, now, so Phil, since you've done a lot of um, acting for uh, like your animated characters, like for your TV series, and then with your video game characters, do you find it more difficult to do the video game characters as opposed to the an like the C- uh, the series characters? Because uh, I mean, we've had other voice actors on, and they've said that it's a little bit more difficult doing a lot of the efforts and everything, like your grunts and your screams and everything that you have on your video game side, as opposed to you know getting your script and reading it for like say Ollie um, Williams. Yeah, I mean it's definitely at least from where I'm coming from much harder to do uh video game stuff for a couple of reasons. Um one the most obvious being the fact that most video games have fighting, death and violence and you've got to voice that. Um you know, this mm-hmm. the other main thing is the sheer volume of it, not volume in sound, but volume in amount. You know, a cartoon is half an hour. A video game is minimum five hours of cut scenes plus gameplay. So it can be, you know, so much material that you have to provide vocalizations for. Either, you know, in-game lines, that just happen when someone, you know, encounters your character or scenes, you know, that they've written that you have to act the whole thing out or, again, fighting and violence. Um, and, you know, generally a voiceover workday is four hours. With a cartoon, there's usually, you know, four to eight of us together doing a half an hour's worth of material in four hours. For a video game, it's just you. 
in a booth, alone, talking, screaming, and dying for four hours straight. You know, so just the amount of work is much greater. Um, and as someone who plays games, it's a little easier, because um, at least I get it. You know, I understand if, there, if there's a line saying, and make sure when you go inside, you know, I understand why I'm saying that kind of exposition. Like, if, if you don't play a game, it's like, hit X. Like, wh who's X? It's like, no, 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 it's the button. Never mind. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Because, like, there are a lot of things yeah. that the game requires that all of us who play games sort of get. But if you don't play games and you're used to playing scenes of people interacting with each other, it gets really weird. It's like, why would I ever say that to another person? Because <laughs> like, you've got to tell them how to activate the, the nuclear bomb. That's why, you know. Otherwise, they can't get to the next level. Um, so I never in thought that of it sense, that way. That's, a, that's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, and all, that's, never... all those in-game lines, you know, where, you know, when your character bumps into the orc, you know, you have, as an actor, they just give you hundreds of those in a row. And, mm -hmm. you know, you have to make them real. There's no scene to go with it. Hey, what are you doing here? You know, you have to say, hey, what are you doing here in eight different ways and try to make it, you know, come alive in some way. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, because, I mean, as, as game players, we all know, the, the thing you hate the most is hearing the same line every time you go down that hallway in the same yeah. way. So it's like, you know, as an actor I, and as a game player, I don't want to hear it. So as an actor, I don't want to do it. You know, so you just always <laughs> want to give, you know, a bunch of different takes on something. But again, every scene, you got to do it five different ways and try to make them all believable. So, so, that, that, so that's part of what makes it much harder. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Yeah, that's, a great perspective. That's, no. that's really cool. You said that you, you play games a lot, and that you've obviously voiced a lot of video games. At the risk of this sounding very strange, have you ever played yourself? And just thought, oh, this, is, this didn't work. Or just find it hilarious. That oh, you mean, <laughs> you mean played as a character that I voiced? Yes. Yes. Or did you? Were you? Was, was Phil Lamar ever a character in a game? Like, not that I'm aware of. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, because I I play um, I played the Injustice game um, a lot because I'm a you know big comic book head. Um, nice. But uh, and and Aquaman has some of the cheapest moves ever, so you know of course I'm going to play that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think. I I generally, if would it seems to me that I don't generally act the part of player characters. I'm usually someone you encounter, um, with with the exception of you know uh, injustice in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I I, I was watching your um, one of Neil's voice reels of all the video game characters you've played. And yeah, it seems like it's mostly encounters with with storyline characters that that you've played. Do you have a favorite uh, video game that you worked on? 
Um, well, I was I was a big fan of the Metal Gear series before I got on it. Nice. Um, and yeah, continued to be after you know just because it's so well done. Yeah. Um, but hard hard to play. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think I've I still haven't finished Metal Gear Four. So what about your um, television or film animated characters? Is there one that you specifically uh, feel connected to or relate to uh, personally? Um, well, I'd say, I mean, Static Shock was definitely one that I related to. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I'd say nowadays there's a, an animated project that I'm actually putting together um, myself with uh, my friends Matt King and Terrell Hunt, Ooh. and we're writing and producing it, and I'm going to be voicing a character in it. So that's great because it, for me, it's the first time I've done what you know I'd been doing on stage and on camera. You know, we're talking about the UPS guy. It's a character I created. It's a character that I you know I'm more than a third of. Nice. And on this on this new show, Goblins. I feel like I'm, you know, finally more than a third of it, you know, um, because it's it's based on a webcomic called Goblins that uh, my friend Terrell's been doing for about, gosh, more than 10 okay. years now. And it's a, a D&D sort of world, but it's what if the Goblins were the adventuring party oh. <laughs> instead of just, you know, the, the low-level monsters getting their butts kicked. <laughs> um, and it's really fun. It's, you know, especially, it's fun if you're a D&D &D person because there's a lot of inside stuff, but it's also really fun otherwise because he's taken that premise and sort of like blown it up in such a great way. And now we're adapting it into an animated series. Um, and that has been so much fun, like getting on the other side mm -hmm. of animation. You know, it's like, because normally I'm just, you know, and one little piece of the pipeline, like somebody hands me a script, I stick my words on it, put it back on the pipeline, and it shoots it down. You know, but now, you know, we're building the pipes. You know, so that part has been a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, and I'm really excited because I'm going to be working with uh, some of my other uh, compatriots from previous shows. Um, we're, uh, we're actually a couple of weeks away from starting to... To announce some some stuff, Sweet. Um, and there's some really cool, amazing people that are going to be uh, attached to it. It sounds awesome. Yeah, that's that's actually incredibly exciting to as, us. We all three play D and D. Yeah, a bunch of D and D so. nerds. Yeah, well, that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh no yeah. way! So yeah. the, oh well, if you've if you've never seen um, Goblins, uh, check it out goblinscomic.org, uh, or you can just. You know, wait for our, our big announcement on Goblins Animated. Yeah, we will keep an eye out. out. So was it also kind of fun being able to play a goblin on Matt Mercer's one-shot, uh, where you you all played goblins? Right. I know, which was really ironic, um, <laughs> because we'd sort of had, we had this in the works when Matt called me about that. I'm like, really? <laughs> hmm. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, I might have to. Yeah, I wonder if I can get Ashley <laughs> back. That's amazing. So, is, is now the next question is: Is Brown Tooth that you played going to be in Gop in, in your new show? <laughs> well, no, no, because uh, as you'll see if you go to the the website, Terrell has built this in, this amazing world, 
and there are all these, you know, great characters already existing. Okay. You know, maybe if we go full on Game of Thrones, you know, by season eight, we'll have, you know, <laughs> gone past what he's written. Then, then we'll roll uh, the uh, the one shot goblins uh, into the amazing. world as a as a rival adventuring party. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely be. That would be the dream. We'll definitely be posting your announcement on all of our uh, uh, social media spots as well to try and get the word out. Once you guys make that announcement, that's that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, well, so, thank you. Yes, always always appreciate a good signal boost. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, other than goblins, anything else that you want to promote? Like anything upcoming that you know that you can talk about? Uh, um. Yes. Uh, what else is going on? I've got a new show on Adult Swim. Um, Created by Tyler the Creator, mm-hmm. the rapper. It's a show called The Jellies, which is so out there. Like, I think it's going to make Rick and Morty seem, you know, wow. like they're not. Uh, That's a tall order, man. <laughs> right? Um, and also on camera, um, been working on um, this new show uh, called Get Shorty. Oh, yeah. Based on the, uh, the Elmore Leonard nice. book. With uh, Ray Romano and Chris O'Dowd, which is Sweet. so good. It's so dark and so funny. That, that's going to be awesome. So, yes. If you, if you can find epics on your, uh, <laughs> on your cable dial, nice. you know, it's definitely worth taking a look. Uh, absolutely. All right. So we're going we're gonna to end our questions on one last thing. We just want to ask mm-hmm. um, if you have any advice for any of our listeners that are interested in acting or voice acting and like how to, you know, if they have that dream, um, what is your advice to young actors at this point? Um, my advice these days is mostly that it's a skill. It's a craft. It's something you have to learn. It's not just about doing your makeup and posting every Wednesday. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Especially with voice acting, I think a lot of people start thinking about getting into it because they think, oh, that's easy. I already talk all day. Why not get paid for it? Um, but it's, there's more to it than that. I mean, even though it's, you know, we call it voice acting, truly the acting comes first. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anybody to, you know, take classes, scene study, you know, do, you know, local plays, um, or, you know, whatever you need to do to practice those skills, work those muscles. Um, and cause even though people say, well, voiceover is easier cause nobody's looking at me. It's like, they are, they're looking at you and they're paying you and they're staring at you through the glass while you're standing on the mic and they expect you to deliver the same way you'd have to in mm-hmm. front of a camera. Um, just quicker and you know with uh and you're more replaceable so it's like oh man so the pre- in some ways there's even more pressure you know um because on camera once you've done a show they kind of are stuck with you mm-hmm. you know and with voiceover you know they tried to replace the people who do the simpsons you know we're we're all interchangeable mm-hmm. cogs to to them um, so your, your best, uh, job security is being great and that takes work. So that's, that's my advice. Work hard and, oh, and go to D Bradley Baker's, um, website. I want to be a nice. voice actor.com. 
which is actually a great, a great little resource for anybody looking to pursue a creative career, whether it's acting, voice acting, or any number of things, because it has a lot of resources and questions to ask yourself. Because that's, I mean, people say, oh, the rejection is a hard thing. It's like, no, mm -hmm. the hard thing is the not knowing and the not having control of your destiny. Nice. You know, you, know, you can't hire yourself to act <laughs> unless you're <laughs> so writing and producing your own animated produce series. Write your own animated series, and then you don't even have to audition. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Right. But you still need to work in practice because if you hire yourself and you exactly. suck, then you're going to have to fire yourself. <laughs> that, would, that would be hard. Like you sit in front of a mirror and like, now, Josh, you're not good enough. Would you go? Like, but why? Well, I think you know why. Amazing. <laughs> or worse, Josh, you don't even tell yourself. You just have someone else record your lines. That like, what? Uh... That's that would amazing. Be great. That would be. Oh. <laughs> I just ghosted myself. Nice. I love it, Phil. That was that was awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Cool. Cool. No, thank you guys for having me and uh, and bearing <laughs> through part uh, of the, job, the technical man. issues. It part of happens the job. all the time. <laughs> now, um, where can all of our uh, listeners find you out on social media? Um, I'm on Twitter a lot at Phil Lamar, all one word, <laughs> two L's in the middle, two R's on the end. Um, I also have uh, my Facebook page, uh, which is you know Philomar One, and um, Ed Goblin's uh, animated on Facebook. And That's Instagram. the exciting part. We're gonna we're gonna check that out immediately after Absolutely. we push stop today. <laughs> yeah, and we'll put all of those links in the description of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Now, Gavin, where can everybody find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art cool. on the web at GavinAudisonArt.com. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Majestic Corey. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at Animate Podcast. On Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. You can also find all of our episodes on iTunes. And Stitcher. And you can also find us on the web, our website, AnimationStationPodcast.com. You can click on the podcast tab and listen to all of our episodes there. Again, Phil, thanks so much for coming on. All, all right, right so thank you guys for having me. Take I'm care. I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. I'm Corey. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.